Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good morning, veterans, family, and friends. Welcome back to the 12th episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's podcast, we will discuss three issues facing veterans in your community. We will also continue with our fun facts of UBI, useful bits of information, and veteran news. So stick around for more of the program. There are three primary issues that face veterans in almost every community at one point in their lives. Unemployment, homelessness, and suicide. If it doesn't, then you are one of the lucky ones, but for many, this is their reality. Veterans bring many skills to the table, and many of these skills that they have learned in the military can benefit their communities once they've been discharged. Often, a veteran needs a helping hand to get reintegrated into their communities to become a functioning member. While veterans have a unique skill, they also possess unique hurdles, including high rates of unemployment, homelessness, and suicide. But with the help of their communities, they can overcome these obstacles. Many need help at the right time, especially offered by proper people, organizations, and businesses in their communities. When it comes to the topic of veterans' unemployment, veterans' unemployment is twice the national average. A veteran's most significant obstacle in obtaining employment are translating their military background into work experience that is easily understandable by civilians that meets the licensing requirements and finding jobs while being disabled. As veterans become older and the longer he or she has been separated from the military, the better their prospects are for finding unemployment. While 80% of the military jobs have civilian counterparts, the licensing requirements usually differ. This requires the veteran to go through civilian education in the field that they have already mastered. Also, the educational and testing requirements may vary between state to state. The Veterans Administration, VA, will help pay for this testing, but the cost of the education usually will fall onto the veteran, which can be very expensive. The 29% disability rates are higher among veterans. Most common disabilities include missing limbs, burns, hearing loss, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain injuries, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Veterans with service-related disabilities had an employment population ratio of 43.3%, which is lower than the 49% of the non-disabled population. The VA helps veterans 
by providing a military skills translator, which translates military jobs into easy to read, resume ready information and imports it into the organization's resume builder. Additionally, these are exclusive unemployment benefits for veterans. The Department of Labor, DOL, partnered with the VA to offer vocational rehabilitation and employment services, helping with training and developing new job skills, starting with a business and receiving education counseling. Another service, the Veterans Opportunity to Work program, can offer to extend additional revocational rehabilitation benefits for those who have completed their initial program. RallyPoint provides post-military professional networking opportunities for veterans, along with Jobless Warrior providing employment and job source resources to include career coaching and information on employers looking to hire veterans. Those veterans with service-connected disabilities have a preference when applying to specific federal jobs or potentially winning individual federal jobs contracts. Some disabled veterans are eligible for vocational rehabilitation. Those who hire service-disabled veterans qualify for tax incentives through the Special Employer Incentive Program. The VOW program can also assist veterans in receiving disability accommodations. On the topic of veteran homelessness, one out of 10 of those homeless people are veterans. 50% of are disabled and three quarters of the homeless veterans have some sort of mental health issue. Another 1.5 million veterans are at risk of homelessness because of poverty, lack of support networks, and overcrowded housing. One and a half million veterans pay more than one half of their total income to rent. Many of our nation's homeless veterans or at risk of homelessness have service-connected disabilities, especially mental health issues like PTSD or substance abuse issues. Uh, unemployment can also factor in because of their inability to transition military training into civilian work. The National Coalition of Homeless Veterans stressed a need for housing, nutrition, physical and mental health care, and job services for our nation's homeless and at-risk veterans. The coalition reports that community-based programs to serve veterans saw the most significant success rate. The Interagency Council of Homelessness has established a benchmarking guide for communities looking to address veteran homelessness actively. This council has published a strategy guide recommending a public commitment to eradicating veteran homelessness, coordination programs with private landlords matching homeless vets with housing, identifying resources at the federal, state, and local levels, and coordinating with job programs to help provide training and services. The Department of Labor's Veteran Employment and Training Services provided the availability of 12 million in funding to help veterans with job training and sustained housing to transition them from homelessness. The VA provided housing assistance in conjunction with the Housing and Urban Development, HUD, and the Healthcare of Homeless Veterans Program, including exams, treatment, and referrals. The Domiciliary Care of Homeless Veterans Program offered mental care and rehabilitation services and job services explicitly targeted toward our homeless veterans to help with assistance. Additionally, Veteran Matters is a nonprofit organization that provides housing to homeless veterans founded by a formerly homeless man. Veteran Matters offers directly with other organizations to raise awareness and funding. On the topic of veteran suicide, veterans represent one in five of the total population of those who die from suicide in America. Unfortunately, 22 veterans will die from suicide daily. Many of those lack access or don't utilize available VA services that are available.
There are many reasons why veterans are suffering from this issue. Many veterans suffer from isolation, have little or no meaningful social connection, and become prone to suicide issues, especially during transitional periods, such as separation from the military or changes in their lives. Unemployment and homelessness are periods that veterans may see themselves as burdens to their communities, which is significant stressors as viewed by veterans. The risk of suicide is most notably during the first three years following separation from the military. This isolation can be especially acute in veterans who suffer from PTSD or lost fellow service members, even if they have an adequate support system. In such cases, veterans may feel that others can't understand their trauma that they have endured, causing them to feel disconnected from society. The Center of Disease Control established in a report on suicide prevention that the following recommendations should be implemented to improve a veteran's environment, strengthening financial security, encouraging emotional intelligence, and identifying and interviewing with those most at risk, improving safe storage practices of firearms and medicines, stabilizing housing, increasing access to mental health care, promoting community engagement, and enhancing communications and problem-solving skills. The VA also has a dedicated suicide crisis line calling 1-800-273-8255 or text 838-255, including helpful resources for veterans and concerned loved ones to obtain information on the suicide warning signs and crisis resources. Additionally, the VA Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention has developed training called Signs, Ask, Validate, Encourage, and Expedite to help those who encounter veterans to recognize red flags of suicide and act. The nonprofit Psych Armor Institute has helped provide this training covering various topics from military, culture, myths, supporting veterans, and self-care. Additionally, the VA Strategy for Preventing Veteran Suicide addresses veteran suicide in a multi-pronged approach. Visibility and awareness, prevention services, treatment and support, and research. Through knowledge, proactive, and preventative measures and support, your community can best serve its veterans, reaping the benefits of all they have to offer in return and thanking them for their service. In conclusion, hopefully this information has been helpful for you and you can share it with a fellow veteran that can use it in their life. If there's two things I learned a long time ago, always strive to learn something new every day and knowledge is power. Never stop learning.
All right, for the next segment, we are going to talk about UBI, useless bits of information, or depending on your perspective, useful bits of information. And this week, we're going to talk about the 25 things you didn't know about the Coast Guard. On August 5th is the 225th birthday of the United States Coast Guard. To mark this occasion, we are going to talk about the 25 Coast Guard facts that you didn't know about one of the United States' oldest organizations. And number one, the history of the Coast Guard's founding. The Coast Guard was founded on August 4th, 1790, after Congress commissioned the construction of 10 ships to help enforce federal tariffs and prevent smuggling. Number two, the writer's roots. Alex Haley, who wrote the acclaimed Pulitzer Surprise winner novel Roots, was the Coast Guard's first novelist. Number three, two flags are better than one. The Coast Guard has two official flags, the Coast Guard Standard and the Coast Guard's Ensign. Number four, sink or swim. One of the lesser known Coast Guard facts is that becoming a Coast Guard rescue swimmer is extremely hard. More than half of the people who try fail out. Number five, Disney and the Coast Guard. Walt Disney created a special logo for the Coast Guard's Corsair fleet during the World War II featuring Donald Duck. Number six, how many wars have Coast Guard members served in? Members of the Coast Guard have served in 17 wars and conflicts during US history. Number seven, who was Anthony Christie? Anthony Christie was the oldest active serving Coast Guard member. The keeper of the Christina Lighthouse of Delaware, Christie died at duty in September 1862 at the age of 105. Number eight, which department is the Coast Guard part of? Since 2003, the Coast Guard has been operating as part of the Department of Homeland Security. Number nine, the launch of the Vigilant. In 1791, the Coast Guard launched the first Cutter Vigilant. Number 10, where was the first Coast Guard air station? The first permanent Coast Guard air station was located at Cape May, New Jersey, and was founded in 1926. Number 11, the origin of the racing stripe. Colors of the Coast Guard facts. In 1967, the Coast Guard adopted the traditional red slash design or racing stripe that appears on its vessels. Number 12, women in the Coast Guard. In 1941, the Coast Guard hired the first civilian woman to serve as a secretarial or clerical positions. Number 13, the Coast Guard in World War II. 241,093 Coast Guard service members served during World War II. Number 14, the Coast Guard motto. Semper Paratus is the Coast Guard motto. Number 15, pups of the Coast Guard. While many animals have served as mascots aboard Coast Guard vessels, Simbad the dog is one of the service's most famous. He served on board the Cutter Campbell during World War II, keeping troops company during the voyages. Number 16, the Revenue Cutter Service. The Coast Guard was considered as the Revenue Marine or the Revenue Cutter Service throughout the late 18th and 19th centuries. Number 17, all about battle streamers. The Coast Guard has authorized a total of 43 battle streamers which are attached to the Coast Guard standard replacing cords and tassels. Battle streamers are carried during ceremonies representing historic actions in the naval encounters from 1798 to today. 
any Coast Guard unit may display the battle streamers. Number 18. What is a cutter anyway? The Coast Guard refers to a vessel as a cutter if it's over 65 feet long. Number 19. The Coast Guard Hockey Legacy. Do you know your Coast Guard sports facts? From 1942 to 1944, the Coast Guard had a championship hockey team called the Cutters that played in the Eastern Amateur Hockey League, considered to be one of the most competitive leagues of its time. Number 20. The Fellow U.S. Naval Services. Until the Navy was established in 1797, the Coast Guard was the only naval service in the country. Number 21. The first uniformed female Coast Guard member. In 1918, sisters Genevieve and Lucille Baker were the first uniformed women to serve in the Coast Guard. Number 22. Who was Captain Hopley Yeaton? President George Washington commissioned the first Coast Guard officer, Captain Hopley Yeaton, on March 21, 1791. Number 23. Where is the oldest boat station? The oldest Coast Guard boat station is at Sandy Hook, New Jersey. Number 24. The East Wind. In 1967, the Coast Guard icebreaker East Wind became the first cutter to ever sail around Antarctica. East Wind is also the first ship to circumnavigate Antarctica since 1843. Number 25. On my honor, the Coast Guard's core values are honor, respect, and devotion to duty. All right, this concludes the UBI portion of our program. I hope you enjoyed it. Our next portion will be veteran news. And for this week's veteran news, the VA has determined that where veterans live is a bigger factor in COVID vaccine refusals than race, as reported by Leo Shane III. Veteran affair officials said that they are seeing some groups of veterans turning down opportunities to get COVID vaccines but it's not necessarily the individuals they expected they would have troubles convincing. In communities of color, we are actually exceeding the expectations that we would see in white populations of America, said Dr. Richard Stone, according to the head VA Health Administration in testimonies before the House Appropriation Committee on Friday. I'm really pleased to see how the black and Hispanic populations are accepting the vaccine. For months, health officials were warned that convincing minority populations across America to get the two-shot COVID vaccine would be a special challenge. Stone has said that getting the vaccine to veterans in rural areas has become a Herculean event, especially considering that the initial versions of the vaccine require supercooling temperatures of storage. This has been a real tough one, he said. It has not been doing well with the rural veterans and reaching them is what we need to do. Stone promised that further investigation and improvements will be will be seen in the weeks to come. The department expects to distribute vaccines to over 7 million individuals in the coming months, covering nearly every veteran who is actively a user in the VA healthcare systems. According to Stone, he states that our ability to reach this veteran population is entirely based on supply. Our desire to get the vaccine into as many veterans as possible is our goal. All right, this concludes our veteran news for the week. In the next part of the program, we'll be moving on to shout outs. This section is reserved for recognizing new members of our podcast, our partners, or sponsors that support our program and everything we do. We cannot continue this podcast 
if we didn't have everyone's support. So thank you for your support. And new members for the week are Ashley K. Thanks, Ashley, for joining. And we do not have any partners or sponsors yet. So please look into the next portion of our program at becoming a sponsor or partner of our podcast. Do you want to be part of something bigger? Do you want to help veterans? Have you thought about helping the veteran doctor? As you may already know, the focus of the veteran doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population. To keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations, So please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of number one, a thank you on the show or website, Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, a patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support The Veteran Doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans 
as they transition out of the military do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows and a Military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve. Do you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, my website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veteran's informational requirements. The feature of this site will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial. So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care. Be safe and enjoy your week. Have a good one.